Welcome to another episode of That Sounds Fun. I'm your host, Annie F. Downs. I'm so happy to be here with you today. We are talking about Lent. Y'all know I love the Christian calendar. Before we dive into today's conversation, I want to tell you about one of our incredible sponsors. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Today, we're talking about our relationship with technology and how to have healthy boundaries, but our real-life relationships need boundaries, too. It's hard and complex, right? We want to build connection with people, but also want to be wise and protect our mental, emotional, and spiritual health through it all. This is where therapy has been so helpful for me. It's just a place to process what I'm struggling with and how I can show up as a healthier Annie for myself and for my people. If therapy is something you've been considering, give BetterHelp a try. They've made it incredibly easy to get started. Your session can be done right from home, and it's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you do is fill out a brief questionnaire. Y'all know we love a quiz, and you'll get matched with a licensed therapist. You can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge because finding the right match for you is really important, too. Give your soul the gift of therapy. Visit BetterHelp.com slash That Sounds Fun today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash that sounds fun. Okay, today on the show, I get to talk with my friend, Pastor Darren Whitehead. Darren is the pastor of Church of the City here in Franklin, Tennessee. And we are kicking off Lent this week. Y'all know I love the Christian calendar. I particularly love Lent. If you want to learn more, you can go back and search through the podcast episodes. In fact, we'll link some of them in the show notes. We've talked about Lent a bunch of years in a row, talking about what does it look like to sacrifice, to celebrate, and, and to fast during this season that leads up to Easter. And so today I wanted to have my friend Darren on the podcast. I watched last year as Church of the City did a church-wide technology fast during Lent. And because there are some of our staff that go to Church of the City, because a lot of my friends go to that church here in Nashville, it kind of permeated our community and it was really meaningful. And so I wanted to talk to Darren about that, about fasting from technology. And actually after doing that season last year as a church, Darren has now written a brand new book called The Digital Fast. It's a 40-day journey that helps you detox your mind. And I think this would be really helpful as you're thinking about what to give up for Lent. And as you're thinking about what your church or your small group could be doing together, all those resources are available for you if you want to do a technology fast through The Digital Fast and through Darren's website. So I think this conversation is going to be really helpful, really important. And if you're in single purposely stick around until the end. You're going to love getting to know Pastor Darren. He's awesome. So here's my conversation with longtime friend, and he should have been a guest sooner, my friend, Pastor Darren Whitehead. That sounds fun. Darren Whitehead, welcome to That Sounds Fun. 
Thank you so much for having me, Annie. Sincerest apologies that we're at 850 episodes and it's your first time on. It has been. We did try with you and Tomlin and it just never. We did try. It it almost happened. I know. We came so close. Didn't happen. It was so close. But here you are today. Yes. Um, Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. You are just one of, I I know you know this behind the scenes, but I want to say it publicly. You're just one of my favorite pastors. Oh, you're sweet. I just so honor how you serve every city you live in. It is uh, the whiteheads make a mark where they live. And so it makes me real thankful that you're here. Thank you for saying so that. I'm really glad. Um, okay, the first question we're asking this year. Yes. It's our 10th anniversary. So because the show is called That Sounds Fun, tell me what Darren Whitehead does for fun. Oh, well, I am the father of three teenage daughters. Yeah. You know them. Yes. And um, so there is a lot of ladies in my house. Yeah. I have no sons. I have three <laughs> daughters and a wife. A um, lot of feelings in my yeah. house. There is always someone crying. It's usually yeah. me. <laughs> uh, but uh, I, we love to travel. And right. uh, and so there are certain things that we don't do in our world so that we are able to travel a lot. Yeah. And um, in the summers, we travel a lot. I am about to take my girls to Australia in a couple of weeks. Oh, really? Each of my daughters have an Australian theme in their name. Oh, interesting. And uh, they're named after a different city. And okay. I'm taking them each to their own city. We have planned to do this ever since wow. they were born. And I, honestly, I was waiting for them to be old enough, really, to be able to remember it, to appreciate Certainly. it. Certainly. And uh, so, yeah, so we go to Australia in a couple of weeks. Uh, traveling with my girls is the most fun thing. Yeah. Uh, I try to educate them that their world is not the world. Yeah. And uh, we talk a lot about the fact that, you know, when you travel abroad, the country you learn most about is your own. Because <laughs> right. you get perspective. You know? Right. That's and right. Um, so, yeah, so we, we, uh, we went to Rome last year. Yeah, I remember, we, yeah. We rented an Airbnb. You know, went in Rome. Yeah, yeah, literally. So, uh, and and I I, I took them to, um, you know, the Colosseum and took them to the Vatican. I took them to the Vatican. I said to them, listen, you're going to see a lot of paintings. You're going to be tempted to be really bored. But I want you to remember something. When you're like 27 years old and someone's going to talk about the Vatican, you may be the only person at that cocktail party that's actually been there. here. And you'll be able to talk about the Sistine Chapel because you were in there. Yes, and uh, to my little girl's credit, they really concentrated and focused and, and, yeah. and took it in. Australia, people can hear auditorily yes. that that is your homeland. Yes. Um, have they been back a lot? No. So my youngest daughter, who's 13, she's never been. Oh, wow. Yeah. And uh, my the older two uh, have been my, – my oldest has been uh, twice, but – they don't really remember it. This yeah. is the thing. It's like you, you spend all this money on these kids <laughs> to travel. and You put them in a plane it. for 70 hours or <laughs> exactly. something. Exactly. It is. I mean, I just got back from Rwanda and getting home was like a, I mean, I, we literally left at lunch on Wednesday and got home at dinner on Thursday. Yeah. What's the, I mean, what is it to get to Australia? Do you go west we, or east also? You go west. Okay. We, uh, and that's a, that's a fair question because it is almost as far away on the planet as it can be. Yeah. So um, we are taking one of the top 10 longest flight legs on Earth. We're flying a connection through Houston to Sydney. It's 17 and a half hours without stopping. I can't, I mean, modern technology. I know. 17 and a half hours in the air. 17 and a half hours. Wow. Yeah, there's only a couple of flights on Earth that are longer than Houston to Sydney. That's kind of amazing, though, that once you, I mean, once your bags make it to Houston, your bags are making it to Sydney. That's right. That's amazing. That's right, yeah. Wow. How long are y'all going to stay? 
We're going to be there for two weeks. Okay. Going to uh, meet a bunch of family. I have a brother yeah. who still lives in Australia yeah. and uh, they have not met one of their cousins. And so we're going to have a chance to do all of that. That's and awesome. they're really excited. Yeah. And, and I'm going to take them to my hometown. I, I grew up in a tiny little town. Uh-huh. And um, I'm thrilled that my daughters are legitimately interested in seeing where I was born, the yeah. school I went to. You know, they're yeah. not eye-rolling it. They're actually really into it. Yeah. And they're like, Dad, you know, you have a whole nother life that we don't know about. Yes. And uh, and so they're really into checking it all out. So I my I went to University of Georgia in our college ministry that I that kind of like ran in my in my sphere for during college. Tyler Reagan. Yes. Who you know. Yes. Uh Kevin Queen. Yes. Um David Platt. Yes. All these, we all were college friends. Okay. You, Alex Seeley, who's been on the show, Alex yes, and Henry, yes. John and Christy Tyson. Yes. I mean, you've, y'all all came from the same area and now you're all doing ministry we together all, in the U.S. Listen, Annie, we all came from the same small Bible study. Right. We were in this, we're in this small Bible study. John was in it. Henry and Alex were in it. Yeah. I was in it. And. Who knew that we would uh, move to the other side of the world and start churches? To like the same city. I know. It's crazy. It's very bizarre. Yeah. I, I, it's weird what happened in our college ministry, but it's the same thing that happened. We just went from like Georgia to Tennessee. Right. Y'all went from Australia to Tennessee. I when I think about our college group, there are those handful of us that are really public. Yeah. And then the ones that I actually think, this is the genesis of my question. The ones that I actually think, I'm going to be cutting grass in heaven. I'm getting plenty of slaps on the back here, right? right? right. I, the Lord's, I'm going to be cutting grass. The front row sitters are the people that have been living in um, the Czech Republic for the last 20 oh, years you know that it. nobody knows you know that yes. we went to college yes. with. Yes. And the people that are serving, they're still in our college town that are the counselors for the elementary schools. Faithful. Right, right. Yes. So I, I was curious if there are still people you think of from your time. There's those of y'all that are real public that have yeah. all been on the podcast. Right. And then- the ones that are, you're like, oh, and there are these others. That oh, have just that, been is, faithful that is absolutely for a long time. true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, and I feel like that too. I mean, I we get a lot of credit being public. We get criticized, but we get credit. You yeah, know, I, yeah. I, I tell my kids it's price and privilege. You yeah, know, that's we, right. we have, we get the benefits of uh, uh, and the blessing, and then we have a bit of a burden as well. Yeah. But yeah, the, those who are laboring in, in, in one sense uh, in obscurity. In, in in sort of a thankless environment, like that's the Jesus stuff right yeah, there. Yeah, right? Yeah. I think so too. I'm yeah. always like, I did a video for our campus ministry a couple of weeks ago and I was kind of like, I mean, I'll do it, but you know who the real, real that's ones right. are. That's right. <laughs> it isn't me. Yeah. I'm happy to do it. I love, I'm so thankful for where I came from yeah. um, and all that they built in me. I mean, I know how to, every spiritual discipline. Yeah was solidified in me That's in college. Great. Yeah. And um but I'm also like, I ain't the star. When y'all see how this really tallies right, out right, right, exactly. in eternity, you're gonna yeah, see. Yeah. You're gonna see that I'm cutting grass. Um okay, so happy Lent to everyone. Yes. That's why I begged you to come on here. I said, Darren, please come talk to us about this. We love talking about Lent and Advent. I love the Christian calendar. Yes. Will you give if if someone's jumping in for the first time Will you give us a little like Lent primer? Yeah. What is this season? Does everybody celebrate it? Is this a Catholic thing? Is this a you can choose it if you want to thing? What's the deal? It it definitely comes from the liturgical tradition, and but we are seeing increasingly more evangelical traditions picking up, particularly Advent and Lent. Why is that? Well, I, I think it is Christmas especially just rushes past us. Yeah. And to turn something into a season of of preparing your heart 
you know, for celebrating the incarnation. And then uh, to be preparing for the, the, the fulcrum of the Christian faith, the, 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 the death and the resurrection of Jesus, uh, to be able to dial your heart into it intentionally, to prepare yourself for mm-hmm. it. I think people really see the value in that, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, Lent uh, traditionally has had uh, three components to it. Uh, it is a season of focused um, prayer. Mm-hmm. It is um, a season of repentance. And, um, and, and, and generally people are giving up something. So it's, it's, it's prayer and fasting and repentance. And then the third thing is an old English word. It's the word almsgiving. Mm. And that is uh, essentially charity. It is, it, is, it is giving of your financial resources and it is also giving of your time to uh, serve those in need. I have never heard anybody. Here you go. I told you it happened. The wowies <laughs> I button. I've never heard anybody talk about the almsgiving of Lent. Yeah. Yeah, that's that. They are the the major tenets of Lent. Wow! And uh, Lent Lent is a is a a forty day season, although the 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 Sundays don't count. Right. So it's really more of like a forty six day season. Yeah. Uh, begins in Ash Wednesday, and uh, which this year is February fourteenth. Also Valentine's. Who can day. deal? Who can <laughs> deal? Give it up and fall in love so, all on Wednesday. Yeah. So people are gonna have uh, roses and 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 sweet dinners. Yeah, and, and their last and then, full meal. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> and then an, an ash cross across yeah. their forehead yeah. as well. So yeah, um, and it goes until Easter. It goes until Easter. Okay, yeah, yeah. Easter Sunday. Oh, I, and and then Easter tide happens after. That's right. Until Pentecost, and it's longer than Easter. It's longer than Lent, and nobody ever talks about that. No one talks about Easter tide. That is true. Or Christmas tide. It makes me nuts. Yeah, I really want to wave those flags of like, I know Lent was hard. Jump into Easter tide. Uh, it's fifty Easter days. Tide. Easter tide is amazing, and of course, is representing the season of resurrection and to the birth of the church. The yeah, day of, uh, day of Pentecost. Yeah. And uh, an amazing season in the scripture as well. Yeah. Uh, you know, when you study the way Jesus used his time mm-hmm. in that period, you know, Jesus, it was a 40 day period for Jesus and there was 10 more days. But uh, the way Jesus used his time is a fascinating study of what are the priorities to the heart of God. Yeah. Okay. Have you written that book yet? <laughs> no, I have not. Okay. Just put it on your list. Yeah. Um, why 40, Darren? What's this? Is there a prophetic thing that I don't know? I mean, it's all over the Bible. It yeah. is. How long Jesus was in the desert? Mm-hmm. It is how many years the Israelites, Israelites yes. were in the wilderness. Like, mm-hmm. what's the deal? The the ark. It was forty days and forty nights with the with the flood. Right. So yeah, there's 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 lots of forty. I mean, it's a it's a sacred number, and uh, you know, I none of us really know sure. on uh, you know what it actually means, mm-hmm. um, but it is certainly a sacred yeah. period of time. And, um, you know, the most obvious example being the 40 days that Jesus fasted in the desert prior yeah. to the three years of ministry. Yes. Yeah. It's, I think it's fast. I, I'm like a big numbers person. Mm-hmm. My like charismatic plays out in a handful of ways. And one of them is like paying attention to numbers, not yeah. like numerology. I'm not like going all no, the way no, I get on it. it yeah. But I'm like, man, when 40 days happens, if I notice something on my calendar, I'm like, wait, that was 40 days ago. Mm-hmm. Oh, I need to pay attention to that. Mm-hmm. So when Easter, I mean... When Lent comes along, mm-hmm. I'm always like, okay, here we go, 40. So it, with the Sundays, mm-hmm. does that mean we don't fast on that Sunday? No, it's just that, you know, the Sunday being the day of the gathering, I yeah. mean, it, it is just not included in the, in, in the Lent. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
I love observe. I grew up Methodist, mm-hmm. so we just have Ash Wednesday. I gave up chocolate and TV and Coke and all sorts of things. Yeah. Um, will you talk a little bit before we dive into a digital fast? Will you talk a little bit about fasting? I think there are a lot of people who I know this. Mm. A lot of people who are afraid of fasting food. They have a history with food that makes sure. it challenging to fast food. Um, or they don't want to, yeah. <laughs> or they think they can't. Yeah. And um, whether it's a day or a week or whatever, what is the power of fasting? Yeah. Well, fasting is probably the most neglected spiritual practice mm. in our modern world. And I think it is more potent today than maybe yeah. ever because yeah. we are able to appease and satisfy the appetites in our lives instantly. Yeah. You know, you're ever hungry. You don't have to go hunt. That's right. <laughs> go to the fridge. You yeah. Know? And 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 so we are seldom hungry. Yeah. And and there is something about um, having a season where you are stepping back from food. You are refraining, and it's uncomfortable. You are reminded of your humanity. Mm. You are reminded about how much our lives are centered around food. You know, you yeah. do breakfast meetings and you meet for lunch and you have birthday dinners. And, yeah. And, and when you're in a season of fasting, it's really inconvenient. It's frustrating. Yeah. You can't do Yeah. It's the, so the, frustrating. The great it's irony is called fasting because time goes slow. So slow. <laughs> right, 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 right. But there is, there is something about fasting. Um, you know, Sermon on the Mount, Jesus talks about fasting uh, with, with an assumption. You know, he says, uh, when you when, give, yeah. when you pray, when you fast. You know, he's speaking to a Jewish audience who are practicing um, you know the 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 rhythms of the Jewish faith. Um, interestingly, there's no in the Bible that commands us to fast, and yet uh, Jesus is assuming it in the Sermon on the Mount. His huh. his whole idea uh, in in that section is all about uh, uh, parading your spiritual acts in front of other people. You know, when you give, yeah. you're doing it in front of people. When you pray, you're praying eloquent prayers to be articulate in front of people to look so godly. And when you fast, you kind of you know, working it into every conversation. You know, how you doing? Well, I'm okay. I'm fasting because I'm so godly, (laughs) you know. But there is something about depriving yourself of something for a season. Yeah. And and taking that hunger and directing it towards God as the one who sustains us. Mm. And uh, it is uncomfortable. And yet there is something where it adds a level of power it it, uh, it 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 increases your ability to be to be hearing from God. It, yep. it, it uh, and if you're praying about something in particular, it 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 really can add another dimension of of a potency to your prayer life. Yeah, if you're fasting, I I I am with you. I think there is not a discipline I like less. Yeah, but see the effect of more. I know it is. I know. I mean, if I need, I have a, I have a big day tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I'm fasting today. And because I know yeah. I need to make a deposit yeah. in a bank account that I need to pull from tomorrow. Right, right. And so I have got to I've got to pray. Now, the thing I can do wrong, Darren, is I cannot eat. I'm a very all or nothing. I cannot eat. I can do that. Yeah. But if I don't pray, yeah. what are you doing? It's dieting. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> I'm just neglecting my hunger. That's right. And um and so the challenge for me is are you going to fast and pray? That's right. Because that actually is what shifts the um, atmosphere. Yeah. I well, think. I heard someone say, you know, if you fast and not pray, you, you know, you will change your body. 
Uh-huh. If you fast and pray, you will change your perspective. Ah, uh, yeah, that's it. And I that's think God good. gives you eyes to see some things that mm-hmm. you wouldn't ordinarily see, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, in Mark chapter 9, there's this whole thing, this story of Jesus where he's casting out uh, a, a demon and a boy. And uh, and at the end, the, the, the disciples tried to do it. They couldn't do it. And uh, in the end, they look at Jesus and say, how come we weren't able to do it? And Jesus says some of these things can only come out by prayer and fasting, yeah. which gives us this idea that there are some things that we will not see unless we pray and fast. Yeah, It's like God right. is reserving Yes. Some currency in eternity. Uh-huh. You know? That's where I get my deposit language right. from. It's from that story where I'm like, okay, so there are times where we fast and it just puts something in a bank. Right. And the Lord in the future goes, Right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull, I'm gonna withdraw now. That's right. And yeah. so I um but man, it is it is tough to talk to women about fasting. Yeah. It's hard because people don't want to be drawn into unhealthy relationship with food if they've gotten themselves out. Of course. Um, and maybe that's true for some men too, I'm sure. Yeah. And it's not true for every woman, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, and yet, the Jesus didn't say this is a good discipline for dudes. That's right. Right? That's and so right. we have to – to me, sometimes it feels like fasting food is this double invitation to women of can you um, – can you work on your emotional, mental health around food enough to have this spiritual discipline sure. effective in your life? Yeah. Does that feel true? That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. Okay. Um, but fasting food isn't the only thing we can fast. Right. Right. Because when we're thinking about Lent, how mm-hmm. do we decide what to fast? Well, I mean, that is something that you need to pray about. Um it, it needs to be uncomfortable, whatever it is, mm-hmm. you know? It, it, it's like fasting from something that is not a pleasure to you is kind of pointless. Uh-huh, you right, know? right. Um, I, I don't like peanut butter. Fasting from peanut butter is not difficult for me. Right, right. <laughs> You're not fasting from dating apps. <laughs> right. That, doesn't, that does not change your life. Right, right. right so, right. I mean, you know, when, when we talk about fasting – uh, we, we start out every year in our church where we take the first 21 days. I literally was just thinking that. I thought, I bet he is fresh eating. Yes, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Food is so good right yeah, now. That's right. that's right. So, yeah. So we take the first 21 days. And so we we, we talk about it a lot. Um, there are people who join our church and this has never been part of their tradition yeah. to be fasting. In fact, it kind of seems strange and weird. And, yeah. you know, what's next? Dancing with snakes or something, you right. know. So uh, we want to educate people and, and we invite people to engage at whatever level is going to be helpful for them. Uh, I think traditionally uh, a fast, like a biblical fast, is about food. Mm-hmm. So um, people can certainly fast for, from, from other things, but a biblical fast is about food. Yeah. Um, you know, as, as getting into the, the digital fast, what is, what is interesting is that people use di- digital technology in similar ways to soothe. Say it. Yeah. Then they use food. Yeah. So uh, sometimes someone's feeling anxious or they're feeling afraid or they're feeling shame. They go and eat. Mm-hmm. Because it's it's pleasure and it makes you feel better. You distract yourself with something that feels pleasurable. Well, we are now in an era where people are substituting food for phone. Yeah. And the minute that you feel afraid, ashamed, anxious, you can just pull out your phone and start doom scrolling on Insta Reels and yep. uh, and forget all your problems. That's right. I was at a doctor's appointment yesterday that I was nervous, and literally I could have kept reading your book. 
or played Tetris, and I played Tetris because it Which just could was be like, more about how not compelling no, my book is. No, no, that is the opposite. <laughs> that is not what I'm saying at all. It is purely. As I kept reading your book, I was being challenged, and I was afraid, and I wanted to be soothed. Yeah. And and then I thought, what am I doing? Yeah. I am playing Tetris at a doctor's office because I'm afraid. Yeah. Yeah. And so that can be true for anything we decide to fast for Lent. But mm-hmm. my invitation to our friends and my invitation to you, one of the reasons I wanted you here is what would it look like for our That Sounds Fun friends to really embrace a digital fast. Yes. Um, that is your book. Yes. So they can get that today, start reading it. You've got two days till Lent technically starts. Also, if you listen to this on Friday, you have not missed Lent. That's right. For Pete's sake. Yes. Jump in. Jump in. This is for all of our Enneagram ones. Start yes. when you want yes. to start. You are fine. Exactly. You're you good. are fine. Join us. You've got 46 days. You can actually throw exactly. away six of them. That's right. So good, good luck. Hey, friends, just interrupting this conversation to tell you about one of our amazing partners, Shopify. What's the thing you love to create that you've been dreaming about selling and turning into a business? Maybe it's prints or jewelry or handmade soaps. Whatever your thing is, I hope you know Shopify is the best tool to help you get your business off the ground. Shopify removes the guesswork with built-in tools that help you create, execute, and analyze your sales. We get to sell really fun things like sweatshirts and autographed books and guidebooks over at shopantiefdowns.com because of Shopify. It's been so easy to use and the perfect fit for our business. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. So no matter what you're selling, they have got you covered. If you start small with an online shop and decide to open your own brick and mortar store one day, they have an all-in-one e-commerce platform as well as an in-person POS system. So you're all set. Sign up for $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash sounds fun, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash sounds fun. Now to grow your business, no matter what stage Shopify.com slash sounds fun. Okay, now back to continue our conversation with Darren. Why a digital fast? Yes. And does that mean nothing? If you're asking us to digitally fast, are we like not opening our phones? It's a great question. So I, I encourage people to think about their smartphone through the lens of like looking at the apps through the lens of distraction versus utility. Mm. What are the apps that are a distraction to you? Now, generally the distraction apps are things like social media, news apps, uh, games, uh, email, uh, the, 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 the apps that become wormholes of distraction mm. for you. These mm. are the apps that uh, when you're pulling up at the lights – and you have three seconds to spare, you just open it and you just start scrolling. Why do I do right? that? It's, it's awful. Right. So it's it's because they're available all the time. So right. the, so the idea- and there's no bottom. That's right. It doesn't run out. That's right. So, so the idea of uh, a digital fast is not that you don't use a digital device at all. Um, some people can do that, but you want to dumb down your phone where you only have utility apps. So okay. utility apps are things like texting and calling- uh, your the weather app or mm-hmm. y- your camera or using maps to get somewhere. No one is opening the maps app and 
doom scrolling for 45 minutes, <laughs> right, right? Right. And if you're traveling somewhere and you you need to use your app to be able to get on the plane, you know, like no one's opening Southwest and, right, and getting right, sucked right. into a wormhole of distraction. That's right. You know? So not all apps are created equal. Not all apps are distractions. Mm-hmm. But the ones that are, we would encourage people, even something like Safari, to yeah. take that off your phone. Um, and if you have an iPhone, so you can delete apps. Yeah. If you have an iPhone, uh, you can't delete Safari. So the best way to do that is to is to go into screen time and then you can actually make it invisible. Yeah. So you can just – basically what happens is that there's nothing cool and shiny on your phone anymore. And you or what people end up doing is they end up opening it and realizing, oh, there's nothing cool to look at and then putting it down. Yeah. Tell me what's it what is it doing to us? What are the phones doing to us? Well, I think that we are going to look back in this time in history and uh we're going to see that that we slowly adopted a piece of technology. It seeped its way into our lives. You know, the iPhone was launched in 2007. There was no app store. Yeah. So there was no social media. There was you know, there was there, none of the 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 vortexes of distraction existed to begin with. Um but but what has happened is is we are burying our attention uh, in these glowing rectangles mm. at the sacrifice of every other significant relationship, basically. So I'm talking wow. about your relationship with yourself. Um, you, you people generally are less in touch with how they're feeling about something, All right? And exploring what those feelings are, processing what those feelings are in a healthy and ongoing manner, because we cover that over with with looking at cat videos, right? Yeah, right. Um, it also impacts your relationship with other people. And if you're a parent, I mean, every parent at different points has, has had this surge of shame. Like, what am I doing? I'm looking at this mm. at the expense of my children who want my attention. Like, yeah. no parent wants to do that. Right. I, I was I talk about this in the book, but I was uh, watching my daughter play volleyball several months ago, and and uh, and I walked in up on the bleachers. Every single Gosh. parent Ugh. was on their phone. Yeah, not a couple. Yeah, like everyone. Yeah, and none of them. You know, it's it's like fast food, right? You you're tempted to eat it, and then afterwards you go, "What am I doing with my life?" And yeah. you feel ashamed, and you feel like you don't feel well, right? And, so it's it's impacting our relationship with ourselves. It's impacting our relationship with others, and it's certainly impacting our relationship with God. We have yeah. all but chased out discretionary time. We have <laughs> we, we've chased out all the gaps in yeah. our in our in our our lives where we're asking the Holy Spirit to speak, where we're trying to pay attention to something that He is wanting us to pay attention to. Uh, instead, we are fixated on triviality. We're right. just looking at junk. Yeah. When I tell you I had to throw my phone across the room where I read and pray in the morning yeah. because I was like, what are you doing? Right. What are you doing? You have thir- you only have 30 minutes yeah. of your whole day to sit here and read your Bible and pray and you're on Instagram. Right. And I threw it across the room and immediately thought I should just go pick it up. And I was like, girl, you have got a problem. You've got a problem. And I, I, I that one day I left it. I don't leave it every day. But that one day I left it because I thought, Dar- I, Darren, there is... There is something here that is stronger than me. Yeah. What is it? Yeah. Is it it's not is it demonic? It's not demonic. Is it demonic? I think it could be demonic. Okay. At least I think it can be used in a demonic way. 
you know... Um, is the, the pool toward it a demonic pool? Well, I think that there's a couple of theological things, right? Uh, <laughs> You're like, Andy, way, this, we didn't sign up for this. the way I think about this. Uh, you know, the enemy's playbook in John 10.10, 10, you know, the enemy you know, comes to <gasps> yeah. steal, kill, and destroy. Yes. Like, these devices are doing all of those things. That's right. I mean, like, like s- s- they are literally killing. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the suicide rates... Uh, like the like the the research is in. Yeah, the, the, that's there right. Was, there was there uh, was you know a sense of is there a correlation between depression, anxiety, suicide, and these devices? It used to be. Is there now? It is absolutely there conclusive. Is. Yes, particularly yes. for teenage girls. Yeah. Teenage girls are the ones that are suffering the most. Yeah, um, I can't with, imagine with all this. But the enemy is coming to, to kill. He's coming to steal your time. He steals my he's, time. He's, I let him. Like. You know, and and he's destroying relationships, destroying yeah. sexuality with pornography, like yeah. like. So yeah, I think the enemy's playbook is still kill and destroy. I think the other thing is, and it goes all the way back to the Garden of Eden, right? You've got the very very original temptation is you can be like God. Mm. Now, what is what are the attributes of God? God is omniscient. He's all powerful. You think about what these phones give us the ability to do. As Andy Crouch says, they give us magic. Yes. We can do these things that, you know, we, we, we can start and stop things. We can, you know, control all these things. We have, we have power. Uh, omnipresence. It gives us, you know, like I can text my brother in Australia right. and in an instant he has it. I can take a photograph and say, this is what I'm doing right now. It's like mm-hmm. like our actual geography has never been less relevant in this right. time in history right. than now. Yeah. So, and then, uh, uh, what did I say? Om- omniscient, omnipresent, and uh, uh, omniscient, all-knowing. Yeah. And, and, and with Google, we have access to all of this information. Right. Now, what I see is this is the original temptation. You can be like God. Mm. And so these devices, which we carry with us all the time, they're like an extension of our bodies, are giving us this temptation to these three attributes. And what is the outcome? The end of every day, you feel utterly exhausted and depleted and your concentration span is shrinking and it's like you try to be god how's it working out for you right right and 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 so uh, these things are having a detrimental impact on us and there is this appetite for us to be like God. And it goes all the way back to the serpent in the garden of Eden. It is uh, some coworkers and I were talking the other day and being fresh back from Rwanda, I'm still not sleeping normal yet. And we were saying, when the other girl said, I woke up in the middle of the night and the number one thing I said to myself is don't touch your phone. Right. And then I did. That's yeah. what she, And then I did. Right. And then I was awake. And it's and I was thinking back to even, tw- I mean, 2007 is not that long ago, Darren. That's right. That I would read a magazine before I went to bed. Yeah. Or I'd read a book. And I wouldn't talk to my friends. I wouldn't have messages waiting on me when I woke up. Right. It just feels like, um, I, it may have been you who said this to me first, but this idea that like we just adopt the updates to our phones and we adopt the new phones and we never think about it. That's right. We just go, yeah, I'll take the new phone. I need the new phone. Right. I, and we don't ever think about what we have agreed to yes. or what hasn't been tested or proven. That's right. And as soon as I say it to you, I go, but what's the option, Darren? Well, we the, can't all be Dave Clayton and have a flip phone. That's right. I, I respect that about Dave so I much. I do too. I do too. So the, the, the first thing that I encourage people to do in a digital fast, the first thing, is do not have your phone by your bed 
at night. Okay. So, so many people, 80-something percent of people, the last thing that they touch before they go to sleep, the first thing they reach for in the morning when they wake up is their phone. This mm. is not a healthy way to live. Mm. So have a place for your phone that is not in your bedroom. It is not by your bed. And, Can we uh, do in our – so talk to the single people too. If it's not in my bedroom, that is a long way to go if someone breaks in my house. Yeah. And I don't have another person and I don't have a gun. So can I put it in my bedroom and just put it like across the room? Yeah, I, I think I think if it if it is is a matter of security for you, yeah. then yeah, just don't have it within reaching distance. That's right. You know, um, because you, the temptation is just so great. Yeah. To to you know. Do you be, feel that too, as like a pastor who runs a lot of churches? Uh, of you still course. feel that temptation? Okay, of great. That makes course. me feel better. <laughs> yes. No, in fact, I, you know, there, there, there are certain times that I get sucked into reading stuff and all of that. And I'm like, gosh, I wrote a book on this. Oh, right, right. I'm as bad as anyone (laughs) at this, you know? Right. It's, it's a little bit like, like an alcoholic, if an alcoholic was trying to get free from Uh alcohol and yet they carried a bottle of bourbon with them all the time. Right, right. You're like, you can be strong a lot. But you're not going to be strong all the time. Right. And the difference is, too, is so many of these apps are literally, I can't remember who, someone just said this, a presentation I watched, and they said, there are people so much smarter than you who spend their whole days trying to make apps irresistible. Oh, that is absolutely true. And so we have a force pushing against us just within human to human yes. of these brilliant people going, no, we want you to spend two ninety nine. Yes. To order to keep playing this game, they're spending their lives trying to keep us on our phones. Yeah. So there is a strategy that is used by particularly social media called variable ratio schedule. Oh, I've never heard this. Now, this is the same uh, strategy that is used by um, uh, slot machines in Las Vegas. Oh, wow. And so, and even the the refresh, even the refresh is the same. It is the same movement. It's the same movement. So that's horrible to hear. I know. Well, and it's what's interesting about it is that it's it's addictive, not because it's predictable, because it's unpredictable. Mm. You don't know what's coming next. Yeah. Now, of course, it has been curated to be basically exploiting your individual weakness. What are the things that you like doom scrolling on the most? And we'll give you just tons of those. Yeah. But it is a variable like you don't know what is coming next. And so there's just this insatiable appetite to refresh yeah. again yeah. just like a slot machine right and you are you're pulling the arm on the slot machine you just know, is the very next one the one where i win right and which so, is why you can't ever put it down that's why you can't put it down yeah until at some point you throw it across the room and you're like what am i doing yeah that's right i mean i i am everybody can be on whatever apps they want to be on i'm not talking about anybody else's phone i'm talking about my phone i could not keep tiktok Right. And we don't do things on TikTok because I could I was not sleeping. Yes. I was getting the video that says, "Hey, do you want to take a break from TikTok? Because you've been here a really long time." Yeah. I was and I was like, "I have no self-control on this app because it is always feeding me something else I want. I got to I can't have it." So I just I have no because I have no self-control, I have no app. <laughs> I'm telling you that TikTok is crack. Yeah, it felt like TikTok it. is crack. That is wild. Like, like like TikTok stands apart oh, interesting. From, from, from other apps in terms of its, its addictive nature. What's crazy, right, is that we as, as, as uh, grown adults have a difficult time putting, uh, you know, uh, restrictions or, yeah. or, or, or not just being completely ab- absorbed into this. 
What's it like for a fourteen-year-old? I, I My gosh, fathom. I know. On TikTok, you know. Yeah, I. I yeah. I am thankful that God saw fit to make me an adult at the time that he I offered know. TikTok. <laughs> I know. I'm not tough enough. I'm not tough enough to have been a teenager with all this. I just, I'm not. Um, will you talk through, it, I mean, when people get the book, this is a big part of, I mean, it's the entire digital fast, the guide to it. But but there are like four real steps within the 40 days. I yeah. think people need to hear the same happens when you fast food. The same happens when you fast TV. There is like a withdrawal That's thing right. that happens. Yes. There's going to be some real emotions that happen when we go through a 40-day fast from our phone, kind of dumbing our phone down. Yes. Uh, the other thing I've heard you teach on is moving everything off your homepage. That's right. If you can't delete it, just get it out of... When you open your phone, it's just not there. It's not there. That's and right. And so the things you can't delete, move them and screen time them down to zero. But what are we going to... Get, warn us a little bit about what we're going to experience emotionally. Yeah, so the 40-day fast breaks down into four 10-day uh, increments. Um, the first is detach, and this is the idea that you are deliberately going to try to detach yourself from being connected to this all the time. What you will notice is that you have this reflex of, at least most people have a yeah, reflex. Me too. of Like it is, it is subconscious. And... <laughs> It often comes from a utility to begin mm-hmm. with, right? And so mm-hmm. you're like, you're getting dressed and you're like, uh, what's the weather? So you you grab your phone to look at the weather and that's a utility function. But then. But then. <laughs> that's even, what like, I do, Dan. Involuntarily. Yes. You just like, I wonder what's going on on Instagram. Except you don't even have that thought. No. You just do it. Just touch it. You just yep. do it with your thumb. And then before you know it, you are scrolling through Triviality. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so detaching is the first part. And when you start to remove all of the things that are distraction apps from your phone, it's a it's a it's a funny experience to try to distract yourself and have nothing interesting on your phone to distract right. yourself with. Right. You know? It's actually really great. Yeah. <laughs> I, I tell you, one hundred percent of people who have done this are glad they did it. Yes. No one looks back and goes, you know. I really wish that I'd spent a few more hours doom scrolling on Insta stories. Yeah, you know, yeah. No one regrets it. No, no. And and when you ask people have they ever done a digital detox or a fast or something, almost everyone says this. No, but I've always wanted to. I've yes. always thought I should. Yes. You know? I thought I should. So, so people yes. have this sense of doing it. So the first So it's 10 okay days, if in those first ten days we feel like a yeah. detox feeling totally. like this no. feels weird. I'm accidentally hitting the button and I don't even want I mean, that's one of my Sabbath problems is I'll pick up my phone on my Sabbath to change to a different audiobook and I'm like, Instagram is not available to you, ma'am. Right. This is your day off this week. Right. But I have to like but I touch it before I realize it. That's why I have my screen time down to zero, because then I get an embarrassed little like Nope. nope. Timer turns Sorry. over. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, you, you, you got to try to detach. you got to break the subconscious cycle of just hitting these apps all the time and then numbing out yeah. and, 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 and looking at all of these things. So the first 10 days is, is detach. The next 10 days is discover. And you will start to discover all kinds of things. This is, this is so funny. Um, I, I interviewed a, uh, a professor um, – who has who has done extensive study on on all of this? Yeah, and uh, and she was talking about we have to reclaim the idea of monotasking, and that is doing Versus one multi. thing. Yeah, yeah, uh, and it's just doing one thing at a time. Yeah, and when you do that, there's all kinds of things that you notice and pay attention to. 
you know? So it you, you have this discovery process. I uh, Last year when we were doing the fast the first time as a church, um, my 13-year-old daughter said, you know, I'm going to jump on the trampoline, Daddy, come watch me. And uh, and so I didn't have my phone. That's the other thing that that, that happens when you're, when you're doing this is instead of carrying it around all the time, you like put it in a drawer at home yeah. and not have it with you. Yeah. What a crazy idea. All right. So I go outside and it is 71 degrees. The sun is about to set. I'm barefooted and I, I step on my grass and I just feel the texture of the grass under my feet. And then I can hear my daughter giggling mm-hmm. and the the air just smelled sweet. The sky was starting to change colors. There was this gentle breeze and I'm watching my daughter and I'm fully present. And I have this conscious thought, this is a better life. Yeah. This is a better life. This is better than staring at a glowing rectangle. Right. So one of the things that I also did is I, I moved my phone to grayscale. Uh, yeah, Homer says to do that in um, uh, the hurry book, and it is terrible. It's terrible. Yeah. But but here's what's amazing about it is that what flies through my brain every time I look at my phone when it's on grayscale is the world is in full color. Wow. And this is not the world. Wow. I have never so why am I that. why am I staring yeah. at something that is not the world when when high def full color world is around me? One of our staff girls goes to Church of the City and last year that is what she did when really? y'all did the detox or yeah. the digital fast. And she would be like, pictures aren't even fun to look. I don't even scroll right. through my pictures. Right. Because they're all grayscale. Yeah. So you're purposely trying to make your phone look less addictive, less attractive. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so anytime you can put some of these these disciplines, these guards in in in, in place. It just helps you live the kind of life you want to live. Yeah. So the second 10 days is discover. discover yep. The third 10 days is delight. Yeah. And what generally happens is you get 20-something days into this. You, this you're doing great. what I what I said yeah. earlier. This is yeah. a better life. Yeah. And 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 instead of it feeling reluctant or I'm I'm being strong, it feels preferable. Mm. You don't feel like you're missing out. You yeah. feel like you're actually enjoying it. You're being yeah. more present. Yeah. And then the final 10-day movement is determine. And the idea is when I am coming off of this 40 days, what am I bringing back? And what is my new digital rule of life going to be? Uh, I use in the book the an analogy of uh, Marie Kondo mm-hmm. when she's cleaning out closets. You know, she holds up a piece of clothing and asks the question, does this spark joy? Yeah. So when you're coming out of this and you're considering what apps am I going to put back on my phone, is Instagram going to spark joy or not? Mm-hmm. And what I would mm-hmm. encourage people to consider is things like social media, don't have them on your phone. I'm, and I'm not saying don't ever go on social media, yeah. but have an alternative place where you visit. So it's a, a laptop, a desktop, a, a, a dedicated uh, iPad that's in your house. And the only time you're going to engage on social media is when you go and you do it in that particular place. It's the wow. difference between having it with you in your back pocket all the time. Same thing's true of email. And not everyone can do this with their job, but... I removed email from my phone when we were doing this fast and that created the most amount of anxiety personally inside of me because mm-hmm. I just thought, man, 
I get so much email. Yeah. I don't think I can manage it. It's going to take over if I'm not checking it 40 times a day. Yeah. And that's not true. Right. Because, you know, what, what, what do you get on email? You get, you get some spam. You get some stuff that's like an FYI and you can delete it. You get some newsletters. You get, you know, and then you get a few important emails. Yeah. But instead of checking it 40 times a day, I checked it like twice a day. And all the things I wanted to delete, I just highlighted at one at time and deleted them. <laughs> I have my signature on my emails say, I don't have email on my phone. I will get back to you when I'm back at my computer. And people mention that all the time with my time. email. Yeah. They're like, wow, you don't have email on your phone? Yes. Now, currently, when I'm flying every yes. weekend, yes. I do have email on my phone because I need to be able to look up my thing. And what if something That is goes exactly wrong what and, I found. Is, but it, because everybody thinks it isn't on there? Yes. I don't ever look at it either. Right. <laughs> Well, I, I found when I was traveling, it was difficult to not have email on my phone. Yes. It's difficult to like pull open your laptop and look up an email. Yep. Um, but I got so good at understanding the tools on, on iPhone, I could turn my email on and it would appear and I could just turn it off again and then off. it's completely invisible. Yeah, that's so right. So I'm not even tempted to look at it because it's not, yeah. the icon is not on my phone. Yeah. Hey, friends, just interrupting this conversation one more time to share about one of our amazing partners, Liquid IV. Staying in a good routine with hydration is easier during the week, right? Yeah, I know. I keep a water bottle right here with Liquid IV in it by my side all day at the office here at my desk. But the weekends... That's when things can go off the rails a little bit, right? But it's just because there are so many fun things to do, you guys. I just easily forget to stay hydrated. But again, this is where liquid IV comes in. If I just put one stick in my water bottle, it has three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drink, plus eight vitamins and nutrients for everyday wellness. Liquid IV hydrates two times faster than water alone. Plus, there's no artificial sweeteners, zero sugar, and it is also non-GMO and free from gluten, dairy, and soy. Weekends are for lots of fun, so have a game plan with liquid. IV. Grab your Liquid IV hydration multiplier sugar-free in bulk nationwide at Costco, or you can get 20% off your first order when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code that sounds fun at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop superior hydration today using the promo code that sounds fun at liquidiv.com. And now back to finish up our conversation with Darren. Let's talk for just a second about what if it is part of your work. That is one of the hardest things for me, Darren, is Instagram and Facebook are a big part of my work. Yeah. So for Lent, I can't give up Instagram. I, everybody be like, yeah, you can. I can't. I, I have things I'm responsible to sure. during the season. So yeah. talk to us about is there, a, is there a way to, when you're at work, do this. Mm -hmm. Hear the hours. Make some – like is there, a, is there a medium spice Versus yeah. hot versus ghost pepper of getting rid of the whole thing? Well, of course, everyone's job is different. And you've got to do – I'm not suggesting that you neglect all responsibilities for 40 days. Like you've got to – That'd be fun you, though. It would be fun. Yeah. <laughs> You've you got to come up with a way where it works for you. Um, so restricting it to work hours is is one way of doing that. And um, this is going to our church who's, who's really an expert on – um, screen time and all the the different controls on a smartphone and and his whole thing is don't make your smartphone dumb make your smartphone smarter mm. and and so he has all of his like 
geotagged where he walks into his house and all these apps don't work anymore. Oh, wow. So it's really yeah. incredible yeah. In, 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 the way, in the way he does it. So th- there are certain ways you could do it like that. My whole thing is what is healthy for you? Mm-hmm. You know, like if you think about I, – I, I'm not even suggesting that you need to not go on social media for 40 days. What I would, what I would try if, if it's possible for people is to not have it on your phone. That's that's the only difference. So if 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 uh, Instagram and getting messages and promoting things and all of that is part of your job and part of your world, then for forty days only do that on your on your computer. Mm-hmm. It's it's about having access. It's about yeah. um, ha- coming up with a way where technology is put into a healthy place. This mm-hmm. is not an anti-technology mm-hmm. uh, message here. Yes. It is that all of us feel this low-grade sense of shame that this is taking over my life and yeah. I don't have a healthy relationship with this. Yeah. I'm not suggesting that you smash your phone with a hammer. Mm-hmm. I'm suggesting that you redefine your relationship with it and you and you you have these these boundaries. You have mm-hmm. this way of interacting where it becomes healthy in in in, in how you consume this technology. Yeah. It is one of the reasons I have a work phone and a personal phone. Yeah. Though it's a little bit of a privilege. I make some choices in other areas of my life to be able to have two phones, but my work phone is a tiny computer. Right. That's where my email is when I'm traveling. That's where Insta- it's where everything is. And on Sabbath, I don't use that. I don't touch that phone. Right. And, and when I, that when, so that's how I found to separate it. Yeah. Is I have a tiny computer and I have a phone. Yeah. <laughs> and, and one of them is needed for work and one of them is personal. So when I catch myself holding my work com- my work computer, my work phone, yeah. on my couch at 8 p.m., yeah. I'm like, oh, we need to have a conversation with yeah, ourselves. Yeah, you're, you're violating one of the guidelines that you've put in for yourself. Yes, yes, that's right. So, yeah, I, I, I think, I mean, you have a more developed plan than most people do. I mean, most people have lost the sense of boundaries between work life and well, it's personal Well, because I'm so life. bad at it, Darren, Yeah, is the truth. is I'm. It is so addicting to me. Yes. Will you talk for just a second? The reason I'm bad at it... <laughs> A is Enneagram 7's love all of anything. So yes. give me all. Give me all the internet. Yes. I will watch all of it. I will read all of it. Just give me all. Also, I don't live with anyone. Yes. I'm not in love with someone who I share a house with that we watch shows together. Yes. I don't have kids that I'm chasing around or that are in bed, and I also want to go to bed. Yes. So to me, I've said this before on the show, but like there are nights where I fall asleep and my phone hits my face because I'd rather that happen than be lonely. Yeah. How do we, how do we fast and deal with our loneliness. And I'm sure that's true for married people too. There is a lot of single friends listening who go like, after 7 p.m., after 8 p.m. when I'm home for dinner, am I just supposed to sit in a quiet house for four hours? Yeah, that's a that's a very fair perspective. One thing that I noticed when we did this as a church, and I didn't see this coming. So this is something we discovered as we did uh-huh. Uh, social scientists call our relationship with digital technology a collective action problem. And what that is, is we all know that these digital devices are having a detrimental impact on our mental health, but none of us want to opt out because we don't want to be left out. We don't yeah. want to have FOMO. You know? Right. So there's something quite extraordinary about an entire community doing this together. Together, yeah. Which is why I love this book, because y'all ran the whole play last we year. We ran it, yeah. You did it. And yeah. I watched, I mean, I've spoke at Church of the City yeah. downtown yeah. during the digital yeah, fast. Yeah, that's right, you did. And so I've lived this with y'all. Yes. And then you went, hey, we've tested this, now here's yeah, the Yeah, well, we had a lot of churches who were reaching out going, we want to do something yeah. like this. How do, yeah. how, how do we do it? There is something so powerful 
in a community doing it together. Yeah. And it's it, it becomes this shared experience. So I would encourage you know, in, in, in the example that you're citing, you know, it might be for the for this 40 day period where you're you're doing something like this. There are other people that you're deliberately increasing the amount of hang time mm. that you're doing together because you're all on this fast together. Yeah. It's it is a it's a shared experience. What I loved about this is that it brought this conversation to the forefront. You know, I have three teenage daughters. Yeah. My daughters have a phone each, you know. And uh, now their phones are really locked down. Um, you know, they don't have Safari and a, a, a lot of different things, but they have a phone nonetheless. Yeah. And instead of them being resentful about us doing it, all their friends were doing it as well. Right. And and it, we, we almost gamified the whole thing. And it was just, our lunch conversation last year. Right. We would talk about it once or twice a week here right. at the office because we have a couple of Church of the Cityers. Right. So it was it was all over town. It was all over town. Yeah. yeah. And there were schools and, you know, yeah. so, so I, I really love that. But certainly for a, a, a this 40-day fast, and the thing that I love about having a measured amount of time is that these issues are really overwhelming. You, you yeah. kind of go like, where do we even begin? Yeah. Where you can begin is actually by doing a fast. Yeah. And you get to sort of reboot everything and then yes. decide what are you going to do on the other side of this? Yes. You know? We have talked so much about all the detrimental parts of this. The question that keeps coming to my mind that I would love for you to give us the like, here's why, is what could happen with God in these 40 days if we did a digital fast? Like what's the... What's the win here? What could happen? Yeah, well, so the digital fast is not just about putting something down. It is really picking up mm. something as well. It is, mm. it is prioritizing uh, a collection of spiritual practices that, are, that we lay out in the book of really trying to hear the voice of God. And whenever you take a measured amount of time, a focused amount of time to really be seeking God, it just creates this opportunity to be hearing God's voice yeah. like you don't ordinarily hear when you're living a life of distraction and fast pace and busyness and all of that, you know? Yeah. So th this is a, a 40 day guide where we are asking questions and, and, you know, as you are, as you are detaching from your phone, asking some of these deeper questions. And again, what I love about it is you're doing it with your friends or yeah. your family or yeah. other people that you're in church with. Yeah. Even if it's hard, it's hard as a community, right. you know, you're doing it, right. you're doing it together. Like, Oh, you know, I, I'm, uh, I, I'm definitely detoxing right now yeah. you know, and people yeah. feel that. So we did a 21 day fast at Georgia at the Wesley foundation every fall. It was a, and it was like, Oh, we, I, I can do this because they're all doing this. I remember yeah. a, a girlfriend and I both did like uh, Daniel fast one year and we mm -hmm. went to Ryan's steakhouse and just, Demolish the salad bar. Right. But we were together. Yeah. Because we both knew right. we were eating fruits and vegetables yeah. for 21 days. And so it worked out great. Yeah. So to the people who've always wanted to do a digital fast but never get around to it, yeah. when a church says, here's the date, yeah. here's the time, yeah. here's how we're going to do it, you get all of these people that consider doing it at some point go, yeah. all right, right, it's time. Right. And it's, and it's been really, really beautiful. It was and, and, beautiful. and what's been amazing, and I didn't see this coming either. Yeah. But people have taken on permanent habits afterwards. So yeah. for me, I didn't put social media back on my phone. Wow. And and because I was asking myself the question, does Instagram produce joy in me? And it right. doesn't. Right. 
So, and that doesn't mean that I'm never on Instagram, but it's right. not on my phone. Right. And, and so there are just less things that are going to suck me into the vortex of my glowing rectangle yeah. now that I don't have social media on my phone. I've done that. Pastor Kevin gave a whopper of a convicting sermon a couple of weeks ago about being distracted. And I turned off all the, I only was watching maybe 15 people's stories of the people I follow. I turned them all off. And it, I've been like, I am missing out on some things. Right. I, there right. are things I don't know. There is FOMO. And also, no one has called my phone and said, hey, you really missed something right. that you'll never learn again. Right. I, I've learned everything. I just have had more time. Right. I've read a book yeah. in this month that yeah. I don't know that I'd have read otherwise. So I'm thinking out loud for our friends in the Single Purpose League, we, this will be a conversation we have in Single Purpose League about if you're unmarried, yeah. if you're living alone, or if you have roommates, but you go to your own room by yourself, how do we do this well? Yeah. How do we do this well? So that we will continue that conversation for that particular group in Single Purpose League because I think well, it matters. One final thing that I would say about this is that I don't think that there is anything wrong with even during a, a, a digital fast for you to be FaceTiming with a friend at night. Certainly. Like That's I, great. You know, like if you're feeling lonely, yeah. instead of doom scrolling on social media, mm-hmm. call a friend right. and, and, and chat to a friend, chat to a human right. being, invite someone over, hang out. Like, mm-hmm. like there are... Alternatives. I'm. I'm not suggesting that you just white knuckle it and just right. be alone and stare at the wall. Right. You know. Right. Uh, there are healthy human interactions mm-hmm. for you to be able to to step into. When we get to Easter, this will be my last question. When we get to Easter, and that I remember my most intense Lent uh, a couple of years ago. I got to Saturday night and we had a service at Crosspoint, and I sobbed. Because I didn't want it to be over. Wow. And I was very ready to reintroduce what was not in my life. But I was like, wait, wait, I'm not sure I'm ready. Like right. what God and I had established in my lack, Yes, I was not ready to give up. Yes. And so when we get to Easter, mm-hmm. whether we've accidentally opened Instagram on a day that we didn't yeah. mean to, or we doom scrolled for two whole days right. and then went, ah, I'm back, I'm back, I'm back, I'm going to be... What, how do we call, what are we going to call a win on Easter if we've done a digital fast for Lent? Well, I think you certainly have to ask yourself the question. When you've had a palate cleanser, you, you certainly want to ask you the question, what do I want to bring back? Yeah. Not, not doing a digital retox. Right, you know, right. Like, let's just load it back up again. Right, like we never be, left. You know. And that happens. You know, I mean, th- th- there are many people who, who, who will say, you know, after I've done the digital fast, I'm shocked at how quickly I can get sucked back into it again. Yep. And so what we've said at our church is we want to do this every year. Yeah. Every oh, so y'all do it again we, we this year too. Every year. Great. We're going we're gonna to make this a part of our annual rhythm. Wow. Because we need to do that. Yeah. Um, these are highly addictive pieces of technology. Yeah. So will this you teach not, through it again this year too? Yes. Oh, great. Yeah. So our friends can get the book, have the digital fast yeah. book, but then also pay attention to Church of the City yeah, and we, listen we, through your teaching. We're going to be we're going to be teaching great. through it again. Okay. Uh, I got a bunch of uh, new research that I've that I've found as I was preparing to write this book. Yeah. And oh, uh, I'm more convinced than ever, honestly. Yeah. Okay. So a win on Easter is you aren't amat- automatically wishing for a retox. Yeah, and I and, and and like there will be some ongoing things for you. Like I ended up putting an email back on my phone. Yeah. Um, but I did not put social media back on my phone. Yeah. So so there were some things I put news back on my phone. I could probably take news off my phone, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> but and 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 I definitely will when we're doing the fast again. Yeah. But there were 
the social media thing for me, like I don't feel FOMO with that anymore. Yeah. I don't like I, I miss some people's birthdays and and I don't know when someone's on vacation, some of the specific things that they saw. Yeah. My brain is less cluttered. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. But I, I, I don't feel this sense of um, I'm depriving myself. Mm. I'm actually joyfully not having Instagram on my and, and, and social media on my phone. Yeah. But everyone's got to work out what what is right for them. Yeah. And different jobs require different access, you know, um, a, a, as a result of that. Yeah. Okay. That's great. Uh, and I feel like it, it feels like a real... Um, Feels like a real gift. Here we are on Monday thinking about we don't have to make a decision till Wednesday yes. or Tuesday. Technically, the way we always did Ash Wednesday was when you got to church Wednesday night for Wednesday night supper. Yes. And then you went and got the ashes. Now you're going. Right. Now you started. It's on. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. So until you get the ashes, you're good. Right. But we've got 48 ish hours from when we're hearing this to get the book. Mm-hmm. It's on Amazon, on Amazon. So we can just yeah. go straight on. Yeah. Get the book, get rolling, get our people involved, um, and kind of go like, what would a win be for me at the end of this? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because to me, I'm like, I would like to read a whole book over Lent. That's great. That I may not have read otherwise. Yeah. In the book, I've got a whole list of different things that you could, like goals that you can set yeah. and some different things that you can be like, the, the time that you are going to free up in your life, what yep. do you want to do with that? Yeah. And uh, there's a list of things that you can do um, a, a, as a result of having a lot more discretionary time as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Darren, thank you. Thanks, Thanks for, for doing me. this. Oh my gosh, what a what a gift and what a what an interesting invitation for this year. Who might we? I mean, it's just an experiment. Who could we be in yeah. forty days? Yeah, if we tried this. And if pastors are interested about doing something like this with their church oh, yeah. in the future, great. Um, you can go to the digitalfast.com. Okay, we'll link and, to that. Uh, and then there is a, a way to bulk order. The ah, books as well, if you want you to do that. that. And so then you can guide your whole church through it. Brilliant. You can give the books away. You can sell them or do whatever you want. Okay, brilliant. And there's other resources there. Other so resources we can all yeah. dig in on that. Yeah. Thank you for that. That is so helpful. Um, so for any of our friends, whether they're digital fasting or they're going to put away, they're going to stop, they're going to pray during lunch and not eat lunch straight. Will you just kind of pray for us as we start Lent? Yeah. Lent can be such an intensely um, somber season. Yeah. As it should be, because we're walking toward Easter. But will you just pray for us as we go into Lent? Yeah, yeah, Yeah. let's pray. So God, as we enter this season of Lent, I pray that you would give us eyes to see, you would give us ears to hear, that you would turn up your voice, that you would make your presence particularly known. And I pray that you would guide us as we uh, decide how we are going to be engaging in this very, very sacred season I pray that, that it would not just whiz by us with busyness and distraction, but that we would live very intentionally, um, that we would be preparing our hearts, that we would be growing in gratitude, that we would be focusing deliberately time where we would be prioritizing listening to your voice. And as we uh, remember the ultimate price that was pr- paid, um, the life and death of Jesus on the cross and then the victory of the resurrection. I pray that it would be fresh and new and real in our lives and in our hearts this season of Lent and this Easter. And we offer this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 
Okay, you guys, isn't he great? I'm dying to know what you are thinking after talking through this digital fast. First of all, make sure you grab the book, get your copy of the digital fast, and go follow Darren on social media. Tell him thanks for being on the show. And if you are in Single Purpose League, we want to talk about this over there today. Let's talk about what healthy boundaries with our phones look like for our season of life. It may look a little different if you live alone or in bed alone or or having a different life than some of our married friends. So that's one of the reasons Single Purpose League exists. We're going to have that conversation over there today. If you're not already a member of Single Purpose League, but you are unmarried, come and join us. Just head over to patreon.com slash Annie F. Downs. We'll have that link in the show notes, but all singles are welcome. So we can talk about what does this look like for us? If you have any questions, no matter married or single, from this episode, drop them in the Q&A box in your Spotify app, if that's where you're listening, or send them over to us on Instagram at That Sounds Fun Podcast. We'll try to answer them over there. If you need anything else from me, you know I'm embarrassingly easy to find. Well, between two cities, Annie F. Downs on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Recording this in New York City, but you're going to hear it when I'm back in Nashville. Anywhere you need me, you guys, that is how you can find me, Annie F. Downs. I think that's it for me today, friends. Go out and do something that sounds fun to you, and I will do the same. Um, Let's see. What sounds fun to me today? What does sound fun? I mean, y'all know I love Lent, so prepping for Lent, figuring out what is right for me and my boundaries with my phone over the next 40 plus days. That actually sounds really fun to me. That's what's on my to-do. Y'all have a great week. We'll see you back here on Thursday with true Instagram podcast sensation. Someone a lot of you love and has a lot of thoughts we're going to talk about. We'll be back here on Thursday with Tim Ross. We'll see y'all then. That sounds fun. That sounds fun. That sounds fun.